0: Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Ah, a little bit of a grab bag today. A little bit of a grab bag today. We've got a number of things to talk about. All of them are related to the same topic that I normally talk about, but, um... Wanted to just sort of <laughs> try to tie a bunch of stuff together that I that I think is interesting, and um, you know we'll try to we'll try to be a little more lighthearted this time than the last few podcasts. I you know I'm, I'm not trying to be a rant channel, but uh, just so many things, just so many topics that just get me all. I don't know, man. I don't know, but but let's start today with uh, something interesting. I actually got a email today. It was in my it was on our church website. I thought that you might like it. I, I saw this email. Hold on, let me see if I can pull it up here. It was uh, titled Racist Bastard. Uh, so that's what the email was titled, Racist Bastard. And it came from somebody who was calling themselves Donald Trump. Now, I could be wrong, but I think that that is a ploy. I don't think it's really Donald Trump that's emailing me. But, but uh, anyway, so Donald Trump emailed me, uh, called me a racist bastard, and the message said this, you guys should just join the KKK. You are a bunch of racist boys. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty serious. I mean, why would Donald Trump say that to me? I don't understand. <laughs> that turned out that he, this guy actually, uh, he had he had called me, but also my co-elder to complain about me. Uh, very, very angry. Actually, I'll play the, uh, the, the, the voicemail that he left me. And you. Like Nazi dog, man. If you can support James White attacking all black people just because a kid walked across the street a certain way, what about white kids who are shooting up schools? You can demonize all black people because a black kid is walking a certain way, but now white kids shooting up schools. And they're supporting Trump's pro-Nazi, white, alt-right Charlottesville remarks. I mean, you are just. One of the most hateful, racist Christians I ever heard in my life. It's disgusting. The type of people we we, we despise in the Marine Corps. So that's the voicemail. And and, and the reality is that the, this this kind of thing is people. He 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 uh, he tried to dox me um online, which he doesn't understand how doxing works. Do, you can't dox somebody with information that's already public. Anyone who wanted to look up my church could have easily found where my church meets for worship, our phone numbers, things like that. Very easy to find if you wanted to find it. And I'm not hiding anything. Um, and so he, I don't know what his goals are. I mean, I'm sure he's trying to intimidate me. Obviously, that's not going to work. Uh, obviously, that's not going to work. Vermont, even though Vermont is a socialist paradise, we have absolutely no gun laws. And so, well, that's actually not true we didn't have any gun laws until our Republican uh, governor <laughs> this past couple this past year um, but anyway so yeah um, listen I can defend myself and I will be glad to do it so there you go. But anyway, um, so, so yeah, you know, this gets the kind of guy I really worry about because this is the kind of guy who's learning from the woke church leaders and he, his bitterness, his anger, you could, you could hear it in that voicemail. I mean, there's just no question about it. This guy hates my guts. And he hates, you know, what I say. And that, that's fine. You can hate what I say. But but this this guy is has bitterness that has been cultivated over time. He didn't just wake up one morning with this bitterness. This bitterness was cultivated over time. And it was encouraged by people. And the book of Hebrews says that a, a, even a root of bitterness, even a seed of bitterness, if it's not nipped in the bud right away, if you don't get rid of that, that will defile you. It will defile many. And the reality is that, that you know, there's, There's a root of bitterness, a seed of bitterness that is being cultivated in the woke church movement, and we're going to start today talking about the. (laughs) We're going to start today talking about the Jesse Smollett stuff because that story. Wow, you know, I I, I've been thinking about this story for a bit, and you know, I didn't want to say anything because, you know, I, I like a lot of you guys. I the story just stunk from the beginning. It was just way too. Perfect, You know what I mean? And, and a lot of people notice that. It's just like this story is kind of unbelievable. Like you're saying you, you got attacked by these guys and your, your story is inconsistent. First, it was one guy. Then it was two guys. And, you know, and you get this noose around your neck and all that. It wasn't really a noose. It was just like a string. Um, and but the whole time. But you were still able to maintain control of your sandwich. Like that was the best part. <laughs> That was the best part of the story for me. This guy had a subway sandwich and uh you know I I even even after he got beat up he was still able to have his subway sandwich and it was just it's just a ridiculous story on the face of it you know and but the thing is though the, the, those of you who have this root of bitterness that you're just you're just cultivating and protecting you guys jumped on the bandwagon because you want this to be true so bad you guys want this to be true I'm talking about people who profess Christ I'm talking about guys like Thabidi Yanyaheley I'm talking about guys like Kyle Howard Dr. Anthony Bradley Dr Eric Mason they desperately want this kind of stuff to be true this is the, I mean I mean even the Covington kids situation it was the same thing they, they wanted that to be true so bad that that guy was being racist and mean because he was wearing a maga hat and in the same way they wanted they're desperate for this thing to be true I saw a funny meme this is, this is a hilarious meme It said, it said that America is so great again, that you have to hire, you have to hire two guys from Nigeria to oppress you. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's funny. It's so hard to find a real racist that you have to hire two dudes from Nigeria to, to scam people. And it's just, you can't write this stuff, man. You really can't write this stuff. Two Nigerian scammers. (laughs) oh wow wow it's just it's just it's just crazy um but but the reality is like here's my hot take on this look i mean uh, everyone's commenting about how desperate the the fake news media is for this kind of stuff to be true everyone hates trump so much that they're they're just willing to go with anything no matter how preposterous the story was from the beginning it's the same thing with the covington kids that story was also preposterous from the beginning um everyone's noticed this and it's just it's just a real shame that that Christians are going along with it but that's not that's not my thing though like honestly my my comment on this whole thing is you know let's let's just let's just step into the fantasy world of leftists and liberals in the church let's just step in come with me and we'll be in a world of pure imagination let's just take a second i know this is risky but come with me and let's step into the fantasy land of Thabiti Yanyabula. Let's step into the fantasy land of Kyle J. Howard. Let's step into the, the complete lo- Looney Tunes world of Dr. Eric Mason. Let's pretend like this actually happened, right? Like two dudes wearing a MAGA hat in Chicago. This is how preposterous. This is two, du- two white dudes in Chicago were wearing MAGA hats and beating up black people. In, in Chicago, inner city Chicago. This is a preposterous story, but let's just step into it. Let's just let's just put on our fantasy caps for a second. Ready? Let's just say it was true. It was all true. Two white guys beat this black guy up because he was black, and they said this is MAGA country, and he, they didn't like him because he was a homosexual and all that, and that's why they beat him up, and somehow he was able to hold on to his sandwich. <laughs> Oh, wow! Um, I'm sorry, it's just so preposterous. But let's just say it was all true, right? And, and this is what this is what the, these desperate people, these desperate folks that they, they want so desperately everyone to be racist. This is what they claim sh- proves that that we're still a racist country. We're still a racist country. And, and 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 this proves it. This look at these two MAGA guys in Chicago in negative twenty degree weather. We're just trolling for someone to beat up. <laughs> if that was true, if that fantasy was true, would that prove that we live in a racist culture? No. No, even 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 giving them all of their fantasy and saying it's all true, it doesn't prove anything. Look, nobody in this argument, nobody in this debate thinks that there's not a single racist out there. Like, when, when a racist does something racist, that doesn't mean we live in a racist culture. There's going to be a racist in any given culture. It has nothing to do with whether or not the culture tolerates it. Look, like, you really think that there's, like, a ton of people out there that were like, oh, yeah— like I'm so glad that that guy got beat up for being black like that's what that's what this culture is all about like nobody was saying that like there's a lot of people that were like yeah you know this this story sounds pretty preposterous pretty far fetched but like even if this fantasy was true like that like 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 that doesn't prove anything like everyone was saying no that that's horrible if it's true not a single person not a single credible person is like oh that's not true and even if it was true that would be awesome because we that's what that's what this culture is all about holding down homosexuals and black people like nobody was saying that like it wouldn't prove anything like like everyone believes look if these two guys were actually real maga racists that would be like almost 100 percent of the racists that exist in the country (laughs) there's so few racists out there Uh, but yet people would have you believe there's a racist under every rock no there isn't and 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 even the ones that exist they're ostracized by everybody basically So yeah, so I I, look, when this kind of stuff happens, I just say, look, you could have the story, you can have the fantasy, if you want, but it doesn't prove anything about your claims on culture that this is a white supremacist nation, because nobody tolerates it. If, 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 if If a racist is found out, and they're actually being racist, and there's proof of it, everybody condemns it, everybody and their mother condemns it. Because you know why? This is not a racist society. We don't tolerate that. That's almost like the ultimate sin in this society. So that's my comment on the Jussie Smollett stuff. It's just p- totally ridiculous that you would say that this would be an example of, of, uh, of how racist our country is. That's just not how it works at all. It's people are out of their minds. Um, but that's not that surprising. I mean, I want to bring up a couple other things here. This is a, this is a comment that I saw. And I'm not going to name the name. This is not a blue check mark. This is just a regular Joe, you know, a regular guy, just like me. And we're, he's talking about, you know, pe- people, you know, people in the in the church that are that are so divided, right? They're so segregated and divided. And and listen, I want to hear, I want you to hear what this guy says. This this debate is is more than just a political debate, or more than just a debate about uh, words and things like that. This is serious. This is a theological debate. I want you to hear what this guy says. And I'm not putting this on every woke person. Every, every woke person wouldn't say this, but a lot of people, even if they wouldn't say this, they act like this is true. You ready for this? Listen to this. He says, sadly, what I've experienced is that the culture that has shaped black and white identity in America divides us so deeply that the gospel that has the power to unite us has no real effect The racial divisions in our culture are so deep that the gospel itself has no power, no real effect in our culture. Wow. That is something. That is something. Because that's not my God. That's not my God. I I don't know what, what kind of God you worship, but my God's powerful, right? My God is powerful and ultimately competent. My God can... Can, can break down any dividing wall. My God died for my sins and the sins of all his people. He's able to put sin as far away from us as the East is from the West. My God is able to bring down those dividing walls of hostility. My God is able to break down these divisions, these identity marks that, that we kind of, uh, it's us versus them and things like that and create one new man instead in Christ. Our identity is rooted in Christ. And so my blackness or my whiteness or my latino ness I don't regard people according to the flesh anymore. In fact in fact, my God is, is able to change my viewpoint so much that I hate my family, my, my 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 blood, my ancestry in comparison to how I love my identity in Christ. That's my God. This guy's God has no power at all to change this identity thing. The gospel has no real effect. And you know, I know a lot of people in the woke movement wouldn't say it like that, but lots of them believe it, lots of them believe it. Remember Dr. Eric Mason, you know, if you watch my YouTube videos, I did a thorough review of his book, Woke Church. And in the very beginning of his book, He talks about how Jay-Z and and rap culture has had a bigger influence, a better influence on race relations in the United States than the Church of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but my God and his church... I don't even know, I don't even know how to address that. Like you think that, that money cash hose, you know, Jay-Z, Jigaman, that guy, uh, you think that, that that guy has had a better influence on race relations than the than the Church of Jesus Christ, empowered by his Holy Spirit. How powerful is this gospel anyway? If Jay-Z is having a better influence on culture than the churches, who would want to be a Christian? I wouldn't worship a God that, that couldn't influence people for the better more than Jay Z? are you kidding me? Dr. Eric Mason said that Dr. Eric Mason said that. It's not the only thing Dr. Eric Mason said. Let me show you this one. Hold on. This is a, this is a, a tweet from Dr. Eric Mason. He's responding to Dr. Uh, Bradley, Anthony Bradley. And, and, and these, these men are off their rockers. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. These, these men are, are out of control. And they're racist. I mean, it's just it's that that's also just that simple. They, these are racist men, unrepentant, proud, arrogant, racist men. They don't like white people. It's very, it's very plain. They don't like white people as a group. They're, they're prejudiced against against black uh, white people. Anyway, the, the, these men were talking, and, and, and Dr., Dr. Anthony Bradley was talking about how the multi-ethnic church is, is really just uh, uh, a bogus. It's not really. A, they, they just want to talk about race relations. They don't want to actually do anything about it. And, and here's, what, here's what Dr. Eric Mason says. He says, I've given up on evangelicalism, period. The construct is a facade. Your comments on the multi-ethnic church have validity. We lost all but a few whites the freer I became as a black man. Now we are a black church with African diaspora diaspora. <laughs> wow, I mean, here, here, here's, here's the reality. Here Here is the reality. Dr. Eric Mason and Anthony Bradley and all of these people, these people are promoting segregation in the church. Now, I am not of the opinion that if you are white and you go to a predominantly white church, or if you are black and you go to a predominantly black church, or if you're Latino and you go to a predominantly Latino church, I don't think you're in sin. I don't think that it's a, it's a, you have a problem living in, in neighborhoods that are predominantly the same ethnicity as you. I don't think that that's a sin. What I do have a problem with is people that are showing partiality and encouraging others to show partiality. This is a sinful attitude that Dr. Eric Mason is, is, is displaying here. He's given up on evangelicalism because that's for white people. That's for white people. And now his church is black because the, the freer he became as a black man, then the whites started leaving his church. The white started leaving his church the freer he became as a black man now he's got a black church does anybody out there think that that paul would have put up with any of this uh, honest it's an honest question would paul have put up with any of this people promoting uh gentile churches and jew churches and and saying look you know i i'm gonna do things a certain way and you know hey you know no more no more no more gentiles here we're gonna do jew things here does anybody think paul would have put up with that Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And again, I'm not saying it's a it's a sin to go to churches of, of people of your ethnicity. I'm not saying that. But what Dr. Eric Mason is saying here is he's given up on white churches. He's just given up. That's for, those are for white people. And I don't know what he's talking about, about being freer as a black man, but I think it probably has something to do with saying things like Angloid, calling people Oreos, th- uh, pe- pe- you know, having d- democratic, liberal political opinions and things like that. I don't blame people for leaving that church. I'd leave a church like that. People f- talking about thinking white or thinking black. Those are racist categories. Those are racist categories. And if your gospel cannot overcome these racist categories in your own life, then I'm not sure, really sure what value your gospel has. I mean, what, what, what kind of a God is not as powerful as Jay-Z when it comes to race relations? I mean, it's an honest question. What kind of a God is that? I don't know about Dr. Eric Mason's God, but my God is powerful, and my God is absolutely able to overcome that kind of stuff. And the reality is the only way it's going to happen, though, in your, in your in your communities is if you are willing to set your ethnicity aside. Bible says hate your family, hate your mother, hate your father. That's just a way to say, look, your tribe, your identity in your tribe is nothing compared to your identity in Christ. Nothing. Your identity in Christ is first, and your identity in Christ is foremost. But here we have Dr. Eric Mason giving up on the white church, whatever that's supposed to mean, right? Giving up on evangelicalism, that's for white people. Now I've got a black church. Now I've got a black church. You know, and if it ended there, that would be bad enough, right? Like, like Dr. Or what Dr. Eric Mason is saying here is is bad enough, in my opinion. Um, but if it ended there, that'd be one thing that would be one thing, but it actually goes even further than this. It actually is also very partial. In other words, um, Dr. Eric Mason constantly and consistently promotes showing partiality and he wants you to do it as well. And here is, um, Dr. Anthony Bradley. This is the person that, that Dr. Eric Mason was interacting with here. And, and, and he he still wants to be, I mean, these men hate white people. I mean, they, they hate white people. And, and there's just no question about that. And, and so he still wants to be able to browbeat white people who go to predominantly white churches, even as he's promoting black people that go to promo- predominantly black churches. So black churches are good. You know, Latino churches, I'm assuming, would be good. Asian churches are, are, are good. But white churches aren't. In fact, if you have a white church, you are in sin. You are in sin. And so here's a tweet from Dr. Anthony Bradley showing a a Tim Keller lecture, which Tim Keller I've got my own issues with. But, But here he says, I agree with Tim Keller that a predominantly white church is hard to defend. A predominantly white church is hard to defend, but ethnic churches are more than churches, and therefore they are good. You see, so, so it's, it's partiality, too. It's not just that they want to segregate, but they want to be able to segregate themselves, but they want to call you a sinner for segregating your churches, even if you're not actually segregating your church, because there's not too many white churches that I know about that would say, well, you know, we're a white church, and we're proud of it, and we want to serve white people and things like that. Nobody says that. That would be the ultimate sin. You would be, um, you would be lambasted for that. But it's totally okay for Dr. Eric Mason to say the same thing in reverse. That is partiality. That is a very basic, very basic sin. God hates that perspective. God hates that perspective. And this is what's being promoted in the woke church movement. Let me drop a little truth for anybody out there who's been influenced by this woke church movement. And you know, Dr. Eric Mason or Anthony Bradley or any of these guys, if they listen to this, you need to understand and accept something fundamental those white people that you've given up on, those white people that you slander online, those black people who you call Oreos because they think white, whatever the heck that's supposed to mean, those people are more your people. Those are your people they're more your people than than people who share your same skin color or sh- share your same experiences in life. Those pagans in the inner city that aren't Christians that 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 go about doing all kinds of ridiculous stuff, murdering, adulteries, all these things, these people who have not repented from their sins. You can go preach the gospel to those people, you can go serve those people, but guess what? Those people are less your people. Than those white folks that you've abandoned, that you've given up on. And if you don't accept that fact, if you don't accept that fact and you continue to sow division, the Bible has a clear word about what to do with people like you. A very clear word about what to do with that pe- with people who insist on sowing division after being warned once, after being bor- warned twice, there's very clear word from God on what to do with it. I used to pray to God, what should I do? What should I do? And it's almost a sinful prayer because God has already been clear in his word what to do with people who insist on sowing division. So I urge you to repent of that because those white folks that you uh, slander and you hate and you you treat poorly and you show partiality towards those people are your people. You need to own those. people. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for A.D. on the Fight Laugh Feast Network.